Welcome, everybody, to Common Sense Christianity. I'm Ethan Foster, your host. If you are new here, we are in a great series for you. It's going to be a very quick episode today. I wanted to discuss the episode of part, I mean, the idea of partial preterism. And what partial preterism basically is, and I have a de definition from Wikipedia, and I've read through it to make sure it is a correct definition, so don't worry about it. I usually never use Wikipedia. And it says partial preterism, often referred to as orthodox preterism or classical preterism, may hold that most eschatological prophecies, such as the destruction of Jerusalem, the Antichrist, the Great Tribulation, and the advent of the day of the Lord as a judgment coming of Christ, were fulfilled either in 70 AD or during the great persecutions of Christians under Emperor Nero. Some partial preterists may believe that the Antichrist, the Great Tribulation, and the advent of the Day of the Lord as the, as the judgment coming to Christ were not historically fulfilled. Some partial preterists identify Babylon, the Great Revelation 17 through 18, with the pagan Roman Empire. Though some, such as N.T. Wright, David Chel uh, Chelton, and Kenneth Gentry, identify it with the city of Jerusalem. Most interpretations identify Nero as the beast, while his mark is often interpreted as the stamped image of the emperor's head on every coin on a, of the Roman Empire. In the stamp on the hand, uh, or in the mind of all, without which could buy or sell. Okay, so, and, it, and it goes on from there, it goes into the number 666, you know, all the very complicated parts of Revelation. I wanted to give a quick insight on this, and I was partial preterist for a brief period of time. Uh, many intel very intellectual Christians are partial preterists. They see it as the most reasonable view, and they say that Christ had a minor coming of judgment in 70 AD. That's the general point of view by partial preterists. And the issue with that is, is if Christ was going to come back to that generation to have a minor coming, don't you think there would be some sort of division in the prophecy, particularly Matthew 24, or even the parts of Revelation and etc. that would distinct between a minor coming and the actual second coming, or the third coming, uh, if you want to call it that. Because it, it's not abundantly clear between, at least in my reading of scripture, of that separation of, of different prophecies. It was all supposed to be fulfilled at once. I have Matthew 24 pulled up and I have the Young's Literal Translation. And I was just reading through it before I uh, started this episode. And there, there's no distinction between the prophecies. Jesus himself is giving a clear and linear prophecy of what is going to happen before the end of the age, right? So, and Jesus said to him, do ye not see all these? Verily I say to you, there may not be one left here. A stone upon a stone that shall not be thrown down. Okay, the destruction of the temple. That happened in 70 AD. And when he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came near to him 
by himself, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what is the sign of thy presence and of the full end of the age? And Jesus answering said to them, Take heed that no one may lead you, lead you astray. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they shall lead many astray. And ye shall begin to hear of wars and reports of wars. See, be not troubled, for it behove, behoveth all to come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and uh, pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they shall deliver you up to tribulation and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated by all the nations because of my name. Again, this sounds familiar as a historical event uh, under Emperor Nero in the 8060s. It sounds completely familiar as a great tribulation. He continues on to say, And then shall many be stumbled, and they shall deliver up one another, and shall hate one another. Again, sounds familiar. And many prophets shall rise, and, lead, and shall lead many astray. And because of the bounding of lawlessness, the love of many shall become uh, cold. Now again, it's up for interpretation, but the way I look at this, it can go directly with the rebellion of the Jews against the Roman Empire at that time. But he who did endure to the end, he shall be saved. Verse 14. And this good news of the reign shall be proclaimed in all the world for a testimony to all the nations, and then shall the end arrive. Whenever, therefore, ye may see the abomination of desolation with, that was spoken through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever is reading, let him observe. And those in Judea, let them flee to the mountains. He on the housetop, let him not come down and take up anything out of his house. And he in the field, let him not turn back and take his garments. And woe to those with child and to those giving suck in those days. And pray ye that your uh, flight may not be in winter, nor on a Sabbath. For there shall be then great tribulation, such as was not from the beginning of the world to now. No, nor may be. And if those days were not shortened, no flesh would have been saved. But because of the chosen shall those days be shortened. Then if anyone may say to you, Lo, here is a Christ, uh, or here, ye may not believe. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and they shall get, give great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, also the chosen. Lo, I did tell you beforehand, if therefore they may say to you, Lo, in the wilderness he is, ye may not go forth. Lo, in the inner chambers ye may not believe. For as the lightning doth come forth from the east, and doth appear unto the west, so shall be also the presence of the Son of Man. For wherever the carcass may be, there shall be eagles gathered there. And immediately after the tribulation over those days, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Again, uh, verse 29 here, discussing the sun and the stars and the moon. 
in my view, it's all figurative. I don't think that's a literal occurrence. And anyone that thinks that is uh, clearly doesn't understand uh, modern day science. Uh, and it continues on to verse 30. And then shall appear the son of man of heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth smite uh, uh, the breast. And they shall see the son of man coming upon the clouds of the heaven with power and much glory. And he shall send his messengers with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his chosen from the four winds, from the ends of the, the heavens unto the ends thereof. And from the fig tree learn ye the, the smile, when already its branch may have come and become tender, and leaves it may put forth. Ye know that summer is nigh. On. So also ye, when ye may see all these things, ye know that it is nigh at the doors. Verily I say to you, this generation may not pass away till all these may come to pass. The heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away. And concerning that day and the hour, no, no one hath known, not even the messengers of the heavens, except my Father only. And as the days of Noah shall be also the presence of the Son of Man. For as they were in the days before the flood, eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage, till the day Noah entered the ark, and they did not know the flood came and took all away, so shall we also be the presence of the Son of Man. Then two men shall be in the field, the one is received and the one is left. Two women shall be grinding in the mill, one is received and one is left. Ye watch ye therefore, because ye have not known in what hour your Lord, Lord doth come. And this know that if the master of the house has had known in what watch the thief doth come, he had watched and not suffered his house to be broken through. Because of this also ye become ready, because in what hour ye do not think the Son of Man doth come. Who then is the servant faithful and wise whom his Lord did send over his household to give them the nourishment in season? Happy that servant whom his Lord having come shall find doing so. Verily I say to you that over all his substance he will see him. And if that evil servant may stay in his heart, my Lord doth delay to come and may begin to beat the fellow servants and eat to drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant will arrive in a day when he doth not expect, and an hour of which he doth not know, and will cut him off, and his portion with the hypocrites will appoint. There shall be weeping and the gnashing of teeth. That is Matthew 24, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that lasted way longer than I intended on it, but I wanted to read that to you. To show you the distinct purpose, and I read a lot of it last episode too. And that was Christ preparing them for the upcoming judgment and second return happening in 70 AD. Again, check out Don Preston, check out Ed Stevens, check out Sean McCraney, all their stuff on full preterism. And we will see you here Wednesday here on Common Sense Christianity.